Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, celebrating 50 years of sharing God's unconditional love and grace. Welcome to the Gospel Truth broadcast. Welcome to a very special edition of the Gospel Truth. You are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Healing is a part of the atonement of Christ. God wants you well. How can you doubt that you'll get it if you've already got it? You're already blessed. Everything that Jesus came to do, the power for it is released through the gospel, the good news, the nearly too good to be true news. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing a series that I started yesterday talking about the war is over. I tell you, this is one of my favorite things to teach on. I've got a book on this, not only in English, but I've got a book in Spanish. I can't pronounce that, but anyway, we've got people that have translated into Spanish. Then I have this study guide, not only in English, but also in Spanish. It's around 300 pages. And the study guide is the same material as the book. It's just been reformatted specifically so that you can teach other people. It's a discipleship tool. And then we have CDs and DVDs on this. Yesterday, I was giving an introduction to this. And I was saying that from Luke chapter 2, verse 14, where the angels appeared to the shepherds when they announced the birth of Jesus, and they said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. This has been interpreted by most people as peace among men, but Jesus' own statements show that that's not what He was talking about. Because in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, he said, Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Jesus didn't come to bring peace among men. Now let me say that, yes, there has been peace among men. There has, because people have received forgiveness, they have turned around and forgiven other people. And there is no doubt that there have been marriages that have been saved because of Jesus coming into people's lives. There has been animosity between people that has gone and they've reconciled. And on an individual basis, yes, there has been great peace, and, and that's a wonderful benefit of receiving Jesus into your life. But Jesus said, Do not think I came to send peace on the earth. When the angels were singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards man. This wasn't peace among men, but it was peace from God towards men. In other words, the angels realized that at the advent of Jesus, that God's plan of salvation and payment for sin for the world had begun. And they were looking forward to the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the new covenant that would uh, just take sin away and make God love people without the sin being a barrier between God and man. They were praising God because the war from God that He had declared against our sin was over. Over because the price was being paid. And that's what they were singing about. And so that's what the, all of this teaching that I'm doing is talking about that God's wrath against us because of our sin has now been paid through Jesus. Now it has to be accepted if a person doesn't put faith in what God did. Then it says in John chapter 3, let me just turn over and read this. You know, of course, John chapter 3 and verse 16, 
is the familiar passage of Scripture that we often hear that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So the Lord provided salvation. He paid for our sins. He put all of His wrath upon Jesus. I'm going to be explaining this in a lot more detail. But right here it says, He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. He is under the judgment of God. God has made provision for our total forgiveness, but it has to be accepted. And over here in the last verse of this third chapter of John, it says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. If you don't accept what Jesus has done, THEN YOU DON'T HAVE THIS FORGIVENESS. NOW, GOD HAS OFFERED IT TO EVERYBODY. IT IS AVAILABLE TO EVERYONE, BUT THOSE WHO REFUSE IT THROUGH EITHER IGNORANCE, NEGLECT, OR TOTAL REJECTION ARE STILL UNDER THE WRATH OF GOD. I'M GOING TO BE EXPLAINING THIS IN A LOT MORE DETAIL. BUT I SAY ALL OF THESE THINGS TO SAY THAT WHEN THE ANGEL SAID, GLORY TO GOD IN THE HIGHEST AND ON EARTH, PEACE, GOODWILL TOWARDS MEN. HE WASN'T TALKING ABOUT PEACE AMONG MEN. HE WAS TALKING ABOUT THAT GOD WAS PROCLAIMING THAT HIS WRATH TOWARDS OUR SIN, HIS REJECTION OF US BECAUSE OF OUR SINS WAS PAID FOR, OF COURSE, BY FAITH. IT HADN'T BEEN PAID FOR UNTIL JESUS ACTUALLY SUFFERED ON THE CROSS AND WAS CRUCIFIED, BURIED, AND RESURRECTED, BUT HE WAS PROCLAIMING THAT THIS IS THE BEGINNING OF THE END OF THE WAR BETWEEN GOD AND MAN. LET ME JUST USE THIS VERSE OUT OF ISAIAH CHAPTER 59, AND THIS IS AN OLD TESTAMENT VERSE THAT KIND OF SUMMARIZES THIS WAR BETWEEN GOD AND MAN BECAUSE OF SIN. IN ISAIAH CHAPTER 59, BEHOLD, THE LORD'S HAND IS NOT SHORTENED THAT IT CANNOT SAVE, NEITHER HIS EAR HEAVY THAT IT CANNOT HEAR, BUT YOUR INIQUITIES HAVE SEPARATED BETWEEN YOU AND YOUR GOD, AND YOUR SINS HAVE HID HIS FACE FROM YOU THAT HE WILL NOT HEAR. AND IT GOES ON TO TALK ABOUT HOW OUR HANDS ARE DEFILED WITH BLOOD. WE'VE DONE VIOLENCE UNTO OTHER PEOPLE. BUT THIS SAYS THAT OUR INIQUITIES, OUR SINS SEPARATED BETWEEN US AND GOD. AND UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, PRIOR TO THE ATONEMENT OF JESUS, THIS WAS TRUE. SIN WAS AN OFFENSE AGAINST GOD, AND A HOLY GOD COULD NOT, IN JUSTICE, TREAT US IN LOVE AND MERCY BECAUSE WE DIDN'T DESERVE IT. BUT WHEN JESUS CAME, JESUS PAID THE PRICE FOR OUR SINS, AND NOW GOD IS JUST IN SHOWING MERCY AND GRACE UNTO US BECAUSE THE PRICE FOR OUR SIN HAS BEEN PAID. JESUS SUFFERED FOR YOUR SIN AND MY SIN, AND GOD HAS NOW PAID THAT PRICE. YOU KNOW, I HEARD THIS EXAMPLE ONE TIME THAT IF A PERSON, YOU KNOW, GOT A a TICKET FOR SPEEDING OR SOMETHING LIKE THIS. AND THEN THEY GO BEFORE THE JUDGE. AND WHEN THEY LOOK AT THE JUDGE, IT TURNS OUT THAT THE JUDGE IS THEIR BEST FRIEND. AND HE'S THE ONE THAT'S JUDGING THEM. AND SO THEY THINK, MAN, THIS IS AWESOME BECAUSE MY FRIEND IS GOING TO LET ME OFF. BUT NO, BECAUSE THE JUDGE IS A JUST ju JUDGE, YOU WERE GUILTY. AND SO THE JUDGE BRINGS DOWN THE GAVEL AND SAYS, YOU HAVE TO PAY, YOU KNOW, WHATEVER IT IS, $150 OR WHATEVER, THIS SPEEDING TICKET. AND YOU'RE THINKING, I THOUGHT THE JUDGE WAS MY FRIEND. 
But as a judge, if he's going to be a just judge, he can't pervert judgment. And so he brings the gavel down and he assesses the penalty against you. But then because he is your friend, he walks around, takes his robe off, and not as the judge, but as your friend, he shells out the money and pays your fine for you. Now see, in a sense, that's what God, that's the situation that God was in. God is just and holy. And a holy God could not just sit here and say, well, I've just decided that I'm not going to impute sin to you anymore. I'm not going to hold people's sins against them. No, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6, 23 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. There is a payment for sin, and that sin is death, not only physical death, but separation from God in healing, in, pro in uh, poverty, all of these kind of things, all of those things are forms of death, and they are the just re results or payment for our sin. And as a holy, just God, God had to declare war on sin. The wages of sin is death. And so there was punishment, wrath from God against man's sins. But because He also so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, and His Son paid the price that you and I owed, and now there isn't any judgment or wrath. And God can be holy, not because He just said, all right, I'm not going to start holding sins uh, against people anymore. No, He paid for those sins. He paid more than what was necessary for those sins. The blood of Jesus was so holy and so pure that just one drop of His blood, one drop of His holiness. The Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. And one drop of Jesus' life was more holy, it was worth more than the entire sin and debauchery and evilness of the entire human race. Now, He didn't shed just one drop. He gave His entire life. He shed all of His blood and actually gave His life for our sin. But He paid more than the debt deserved. And now a holy, righteous God can in justice fellowship with us and love us and give His goodness towards us because the price has been paid. The war is over. Man, that's awesome. And the sad fact is a lot of Christians don't know the war is over. We are still being told that God is imputing our sins unto us. Let me share this with you. This is something that I ran across many years ago. But in World War II, there was a lieutenant, and I apologize for butchering these names, but, you know, I'm a Texan, and I do not speak Japanese, and uh, I'll probably mess this up. But there was a lieutenant, Hiro Onoda, and he was sent to the island of Lubang in the Philippines in 1944. He was a part of the Japanese special forces in guerrilla warfare, he was told not to surrender or to kill himself under any circumstances. And he was taught that, you know, there would be propaganda and they'd try and say things, but he was never to surrender. So therefore, at the end of the war, they flew over and they had loudspeakers in Japanese proclaiming that the end of the war had come. They dropped leaflets and they did all kinds of things. But uh, Lieutenant Onoda thought that it was just propaganda and he had been ordered not to surrender and so anyway, he fought for another 29, or excuse me, nearly, well, it was 29 years, nearly 30 years, he was still doing guerrilla warfare. 
HE HAD KILLED 30 FILIPINOS IN AN EFFORT TO REMAIN HIDDEN. HE HAD EATEN COCONUTS AND BANANAS DURING THIS ENTIRE TIME FOR 30, NEARLY 30 YEARS, 29 PLUS YEARS AFTER THE END OF WORLD WAR II, THIS JAPANESE SOLDIER WAS STILL FIGHTING THE WAR BECAUSE HE DIDN'T REALIZE THAT THE WAR WAS OVER. NOW THINK ABOUT WHAT HAPPENED. HE WAS, uh, IT WAS HARD ON HIM. THERE WAS ACTUALLY FOUR OF THEM. TWO OF THEM DEFECTED. AFTER A WHILE, THEY JUST GAVE UP. ONE OF THEM DIED, BUT THIS LIEUTENANT ONODA, HE REMAINED UNTIL FINALLY THE, uh, HIS COMMANDER, WHO HAD GIVEN HIM THE COMMAND NOT TO SURRENDER, 29 YEARS LATER, FINALLY FLEW TO THE PHILIPPINES, FOUND THIS MAN, AND GAVE HIM THE ORDER THAT THE WAR WAS OVER AND THAT HE COULD SURRENDER. AND uh, BECAUSE HE WAS DOING THIS AS A WARRIOR, uh, PRESIDENT uh, FERDINAND MARCOS PARDONED HIM. HE RETURNED TO JAPAN. HE WAS HAILED AS A HERO. HE FINALLY MOVED TO BRAZIL AND BOUGHT A RANCH. AND uh, I, I THINK THAT HE IS NOW DEAD. BUT THIS MAN FOUGHT WORLD WAR II FOR 29 YEARS AFTER THE WAR WAS OVER. NOW THINK ABOUT THE HARDSHIPS THAT HE ENDURED. THINK ABOUT THE SEPARATION FROM FAMILY AND FROM FRIENDS AND FROM BACK IN JAPAN IN HIS CULTURE. AND THINK ABOUT ALL OF THE THINGS THAT HE SUFFERED THAT WERE COMPLETELY UNNECESSARY BECAUSE THE WAR WAS OVER. AND I'M SAYING TO YOU THAT THERE ARE CHRISTIANS THAT ARE SUFFERING, NOT UNDERSTANDING THAT THE WAR IS OVER. YOU ARE BEING TOLD THAT GOD IS STILL HOLDING YOUR SINS AGAINST YOU AND THAT IF YOU'VE GOT ANY SIN IN YOUR LIFE, GOD IS NOT GOING TO BLESS YOU. GOD WILL NOT ANSWER YOUR PRAYER. THAT GOD IS ANGRY AT YOU. THAT GOD IS UPSET AT YOU. I WAS ACTUALLY IN A CHURCH SERVICE ONE TIME. THIS IS UP IN OHIO. AND A MAN GOT UP AND GAVE A PROPHECY and, AND HE SAYS, GOD IS ANGRY WITH YOU. GOD IS UPSET WITH YOU. AND HE WAS JUST BLASTING THE PEOPLE IN THE NAME OF THE LORD AND GIVING A PROPHECY. AND THAT IS ABSOLUTELY WRONG. NOW, UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, THERE ARE PROPHETS WHO GOT UP AND SAID THINGS LIKE THIS, THAT, YOU KNOW, BECAUSE YOU'VE REJECTED GOD, GOD HAS REJECTED YOU. YOU'LL CALL OUT AND HE WON'T ANSWER YOUR PRAYERS. AND PEOPLE USE OLD TESTAMENT SCRIPTURES TO STILL PROMOTE THAT ATTITUDE TODAY. BUT I'M TELLING YOU, WHEN JESUS CAME, THE WAR WAS OVER. GOD HAS PLACED HIS WRATH AGAINST OUR SIN UPON JESUS, AND GOD IS NOT IMPUTING OUR SIN UNTO US TODAY. BUT THE SAD FACT IS THAT THE AVERAGE CHRISTIAN TODAY DOESN'T KNOW THAT THE WAR IS OVER. THEY ARE STILL LIVING UNDER THE OLD COVENANT WHERE SIN WAS BEING IMPUTED UNTO US. THEY ARE STILL LIVING UNDER THE WRATH OF GOD, AND THEY DON'T UNDERSTAND THAT GOD IS NOT MAD AT YOU, THAT GOD ISN'T EVEN IN A BAD MOOD. GOD LOVES YOU. THERE'S NOTHING YOU CAN DO TO MAKE HIM LOVE YOU MORE. THERE'S NOTHING YOU CAN DO THAT'LL MAKE HIM LOVE YOU LESS. NOW, THERE ARE THINGS THAT YOU CAN DO THAT WILL MAKE YOU LOVE GOD LESS, AND THERE'S THINGS THAT YOU CAN DO THAT WILL MAKE YOU LOVE GOD MORE. BUT GOD'S LOVE TOWARDS YOU IS A FIXED THING BECAUSE OF WHAT JESUS HAS DONE. AND IF YOU'VE ACCEPTED JESUS AS YOUR LORD, WELL, THEN GOD IS PLEASED WITH YOU THROUGH JESUS, NOT THROUGH YOUR PERSONAL PERFORMANCE. THE WAR IS OVER. GOD IS NOW DEALING WITH US IN A, in a, a COVENANT OF PEACE. AND I'M GOING TO BE SHARING THIS IN A LOT MORE DETAIL. LET ME SHARE THIS OUT OF 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 5, VERSE 17. IT SAYS, THEREFORE, IF ANY MAN BE IN CHRIST, HE IS A NEW CREATURE. OLD THINGS ARE PASSED AWAY. BEHOLD, ALL THINGS ARE BECOME NEW. YOU KNOW, THIS VERSE, 
radically changed my life. I'm not going to preach on that right now, but I've got a series entitled Spirit, Soul, and Body that would use this verse as a foundation. And when I understood what this was talking about, it's just like somebody stuck a key in my mind and unlocked it, and the entire Word of God came alive to me. This is one of the most important things that God has ever shown me. In verse 18, it says, "...and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ." Notice the terminology, who hath. That is a past tense word. This isn't saying who can reconcile us, who or who is in the process of reconciling us. It says, He hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. You know, the word reconcile is a word that we don't use a lot today. And it's, so it's kind of a religious word that a lot of people don't relate to. But you know, when you get your bank statement, you've been keeping records in your little checkbook, but then you get the bank statement. And what you have to do, you have to reconcile these. You look at them, and here's what the bank statement says, and here's what you said. And if the numbers are different, you have to reconcile them. You have to bring them into harmony. Which one is right? And you go and you say, oh, you forgot to record this check. And so you reconcile these things. That's what the word reconcile means, is to bring into agreement. Or like when you uh, take a guitar and you tune the strings so that they're in harmony with each other instead of out of tune, then you reconcile them. You bring them back into harmony is another definition of the word reconcile. So when this is saying that God hath reconciled us, God has brought us into harmony with Himself. God has taken the differences that were between us, which were all based on our sin, and He has paid for those. And so now we are in agreement. God loves you. Even though you still are not the person that you're supposed to be, God is now loving you through Jesus. If you are in Christ, you are a new creature, and you have been reconciled unto God. Now notice it says that God has reconciled Himself unto us, but not all people have reconciled, reconciled themselves unto God. That's another way of saying that God has now forgiven us. God loves us because, and I'm speaking to people who have accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. If you have asked for forgiveness and believed on Jesus and believed that He paid for your sins, then God has forgiven you and God has reconciled Himself unto you. He is not mad at you. God loves you. But the sad fact is very few Christians have accepted this. They are still fighting a war. They still think that God is upset with them every time they sin, that God is not going to answer their prayer, that God won't fellowship with them if there's any unholiness in their life. And the sad fact is our own conscience condemns us and lets us know that we aren't doing things the way that we should. And so even though we believe that there is a God, most Christians are living in a constant state of fear that God is not going to answer their prayer. He won't bless them because they know that they don't deserve it. But the truth is you've been reconciled unto God. You just don't know it. God has reconciled Himself to you, but you may not have reconciled yourself to God. That's what I'm teaching on. I'm going to be talking to you in so many ways about that the war is over. God has paid for your sins. God is not angry at you anymore. The war is over. You are now reconciled 
UNTO GOD, AND IT SAYS THAT HE HAS GIVEN UNTO US THE MINISTRY OF RECONCILIATION. MINISTERS ARE SUPPOSED TO BE PREACHING THE GOOD NEWS GOSPEL, THE NEARLY TOO GOOD TO BE TRUE NEWS, THAT JESUS PAID THE DEBT THAT WE COULDN'T PAY, AND HE IS NOW, uh, GOD is, IS GRACIOUS UNTO US, MERCIFUL UNTO US. I'LL BE USING THESE VERSES OUT OF HEBREWS CHAPTER 8, THAT HE IS MERCIFUL TO OUR UNRIGHTEOUSNESS AND OUR SINS AND INIQUITIES. HE REMEMBERS NO MORE. IF YOU'VE ACCEPTED JESUS, GOD IS NOT MAD AT YOU. HE'S NOT EVEN IN A BAD MOOD. GOD LOVES YOU. GOD IS PLEASED WITH YOU, AND HE'S WANTING TO MOVE IN YOUR LIFE. BUT JUST LIKE THIS JAPANESE SOLDIER, YOU'VE GOT TO FIND OUT THAT THE WAR IS OVER. I'M TELLING YOU, DON'T BE LIKE THIS JAPANESE SOLDIER, LIEUTENANT ONODA, WHO FOUGHT THE WAR FOR 29 YEARS, WHO SUFFERED FOR 29 YEARS AFTER THE WAR WAS OVER, WENT THROUGH PHYSICAL HARDSHIPS, LOSS OF FAMILY, FRIENDS, ALL OF THE COMFORTS AND THE BLESSINGS OF BEING HOME. He, HE MISSED OUT ON ALL OF THE BENEFITS THAT HE COULD HAVE BECAUSE HE WAS FIGHTING A WAR THAT WAS OVER. AND I'M SAYING UNTO YOU THAT THERE ARE CHRISTIANS WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT YOU HAVE ASKED JESUS TO COME INTO YOUR HEART. YOU HAVE RECEIVED FORGIVENESS. YOU BELIEVE THAT IF YOU WERE TO DIE, you, were to, YOU WOULD GO TO HEAVEN, BUT YOU ARE NOT ENJOYING THE BENEFITS OF THE WAR BEING OVER. YOU AREN'T ENJOYING THE BENEFITS OF YOUR RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD BECAUSE YOU BELIEVE THAT GOD IS STILL IMPUTING SIN UNTO YOU. YOU BELIEVE THAT GOD IS STILL UPSET WITH YOU YOU DON'T KNOW THAT THE PRICE HAS BEEN PAID, THAT THE WAR IS OVER. MAN, that, THAT IS A TRAGEDY. AND YET I MEET PEOPLE LIKE THIS ALL OF THE TIME. YOU KNOW, THE BIBLE SAYS THAT WHEN WE GET TO HEAVEN, that THE LORD IS GOING TO WIPE ALL TEARS FROM OUR EYES. AND PEOPLE JUST in, uh, INTERPRET THAT OR THEY LOOK AT IT AND THINK THAT THIS IS GOING TO BE BECAUSE WE HAD SUCH A BAD LIFE DOWN HERE IN THIS WORLD THAT WE ARE GOING TO BARELY LIMP INTO HEAVEN. WE'RE JUST GOING TO BARELY CRAWL ACROSS THE FINISH LINE. WE'RE GOING TO BE SO DEVASTATED AND SO HURT, HE'S GOING TO HAVE TO WIPE THE TEARS AWAY FROM OUR EYES. WELL, THERE'S NO DOUBT THAT HEAVEN IS GOING TO BE A BLAST. AND COMPARED TO THIS LIFE, HEAVEN IS GOING TO BE SO AWESOME THAT, I MEAN, THERE IS A DRASTIC CONTRAST. BUT I BELIEVE ALSO ONE OF THE REASONS GOD IS GOING TO HAVE TO WIPE TEARS AWAY FROM OUR EYES IS BECAUSE IT SAYS IN 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 13 THAT WHEN WE GO TO HEAVEN, WE ARE GOING TO KNOW ALL THINGS EVEN AS ALSO WE ARE KNOWN. AND I BELIEVE THAT ONE OF THE THINGS THAT'S GOING TO HAPPEN IS WE'RE GOING TO RECOGNIZE, YOU MEAN THE WAR WAS OVER? YOU MEAN YOU WEREN'T HOLDING MY SINS AGAINST ME? YOU MEAN I COULD HAVE WALKED IN HEALTH AND PROSPERITY AND JOY AND PEACE THAT YOU WANTED TO BLESS ME? I COULD HAVE FELT YOUR PRESENCE EVERY DAY AND I LIVED IN DEFEAT AND DEPRESSION AND DISCOURAGEMENT AND WHEN WE KNOW ALL THINGS, EVEN AS WE ARE KNOWN AND THIS KNOWLEDGE uh, DAWNS UPON US, I BELIEVE THERE'S GOING TO BE WEEPING AND WAILING AND GNASHING OF TEETH AS WE REALIZE THAT WE DID NOT TAKE ADVANTAGE OF OUR SALVATION THAT GOD OFFERED US AND THAT GOD IS GOING TO HAVE TO SUPERNATURALLY COMFORT US SO THAT WE CAN ENJOY HEAVEN. IT'S GOING TO BE A SHOCK TO OUR SYSTEM WHEN WE FIND OUT THAT GOD HAD DEALT WITH EVERYTHING, THE WAR WAS OVER, AND THAT YET WE WERE STILL EATING BANANAS AND COCONUTS AND STRUGGLING WHEN WE DIDN'T HAVE TO DO ANY OF THAT. 
Welcome to the AWM Minute, a sneak peek on how your partnership with Andrew Walmack Ministries and Karis Bible College is making a difference around the world. When lupus threatened to end Raquel Hudson's life, the Holy Spirit led her and her husband Herman to Andrew's Gospel Truth television show, where she heard the Bible taught like never before. Even as her organs shut down and the doctors considered her a lost cause, the Hudsons found hope in the healing journey of Nikki Ochinski, knowing that what God did for Nikki, He would do for Raquel. Today, Raquel is completely healed. She travels with Andrew at conferences around the country, singing in the worship band and reminding us all that no matter the circumstances, God wants us well. I'm really alive because of your partnership because of you coming alongside Andrew and helping him to get this message of the gospel of grace out. All I can say is thank you to him. I mean, you saved our lives. To see more stories like Raquel's, visit awmi.net today. Thanks to the friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries, Karis Bible College is raising up more disciples than ever before on the sanctuary property. But what if you can't make it to Colorado? Being a stay-at-home mom with three kids, it would not be possible for me to pack up and move to Colorado. I knew God wanted me to go to Bible college. I made up my mind and said to God, I said, I know I'm going, whether it's Colorado or wherever. Is there an option for you? With over 70 campus locations around the world, there is a place for you to begin your journey. If that seed's there and you've got something close to you like we do here, You've got to go for it. More than likely, God's already speaking to you about going to Karis Bible College. You just need to make the step. You will never, ever regret going to an extension school. It will change your life forever. Join the Karis community of like-minded believers by discovering a campus location near you at karisbiblecollege.org. I'd like to invite you to come to our campus days. We'll have all of our instructors ministering. We will have fellowship time together. There'll be questions and answers. And it's an opportunity for you to just come check out not only the spiritual things, but the facilities here. We have one of the most beautiful campuses in the world. If you can't relate to God and find God through the surroundings, then the Word that we share will definitely bring you to another level. It'll be an awesome time right here in Woodland Park. Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of The Gospel Truth, and a very heartfelt thank you to all who sow into Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generosity supports the sharing of God's unconditional love and grace to His kids all over the globe. Because of you, people are getting free resources and their lives are being changed. You really are making a difference. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. I'd really like to encourage you to get this material. This book on the war is over is available in English and in Spanish. And then I have a study guide that is also in English and in Spanish. This is primarily for discipleship. It's a tremendous tool that has a CD-ROM inside where you can print out the questions and disciple others. And then I have CDs and DVDs. I tell you, this teaching would change your life. Listen to our announcer and respond today. Andrew's teaching titled, The War Is Over, is available in a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the War Is Over package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book, and the study guide. 
This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. The individual audio CD highlighted in today's broadcast is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.